All right, welcome everybody in to Run the Race podcast. We are here uh, almost in the month of April, and so hope you're enjoying spring so far. Uh, we have a, a big event coming up in this area really soon in just a few weeks called Revival on the River. Uh, it is um, something that I've emceed for uh, you know five previous events, but it's now back uh, coming up on Friday, April 14th. And it's put on uh, by Take the City, a ministry that I was a part of on the board for for six years. Uh, such an amazing ministry. They do outreach. This event, if you're able to come down to Columbus, Georgia, Phoenix City, Alabama, they do free Chick-fil-A sandwiches for the first 3,000 people that come up there. So, I mean, if you like Chick-fil-A, we all like Chick-fil-A sandwiches, right? You should come out and there and we're going to talk about uh, love and God and going to have some worship music and prayer. Uh, there's going to be a mayor there, a sheriff there, and uh, some water baptism. So it's going to be a really awesome event. Looking forward to it. And Take the City is one of those ministries that really the concept has been used throughout the nation and really throughout the world. I mean, there's things developing like in Africa and Israel related to it, uh, where simply it's going out into the areas where you live and just ministering to other people. It could be bringing water bottles, could be cleaning up, it could be asking, what can we pray for you about? Just simple things like that uh, to love your neighbor or even love a stranger. And so that's the concept of Take the City is doing outreach in different ways. Uh, also rescuing sex trafficking victims and they have a house of prayer and a coffee shop. And so it's just really based on Jesus and prayer and worship. And speaking of worship, our guest for today is uh, a, a worship leader who uh, I've gotten to know recently. Uh, he has been on board with the Take the City uh, as the operations director for the last few years. And um, Mike Marshall is our guest. He's an independent Christian artist. Who uh, so we, we we can say we knew him when when uh, we knew him when before you know he's gonna be famous <laughs> he's gonna make Jesus famous too uh, he's based out of Columbus Georgia where we are now just south of Atlanta and deeply passionate about um, seeing people experience love and and the healing of God through music we're gonna talk to him about you know Christian music and how that music can touch other people. And uh, he was born and raised in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and always surrounded by music. But when he was 12, the family moved here to Columbus, Georgia, where he attended Columbus High School, which is where my son went. Just graduated a year ago, so Mike's a little older than, than my son. Um, and then he attended the Columbus State University's Schwab School of Music. Then, uh, you know, worked for Chick-fil-A for a while, speaking of uh, some great sandwiches and food. And that was while serving at his local church, Cascade Hills, as a worship leader. Then in 2019, which I, I guess this was right before the pandemic, Mm -hmm. Mike released his first EP titled Jesus, featuring three singles. And then after that, took a big leap of faith and went into full-time music ministry. We're going to talk about you know, how he decided to do that and uh, how that's worked out. And, and it's, it's a scary concept going out on your own. It's not like a maybe a stable <coughs> job that you get certain hours and money coming in. Then uh, just, um, I guess, a year and a half ago, uh, with the help of a uh, you know, very supportive community, Mike raised more than uh, $25,000 through a crowdfunding campaign to record, produce, and release his first album, 
come on in. Over the last two years, again, he's been a part of Take the City. And uh, so uh, I'd like to say come on in to uh, Mike Marshall. <laughs> Thanks for uh, joining us here yes, at WTVM. Sir. Yeah, happy to be here. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about Revival on the River coming up and, and that leap of faith that we you know just talked about and being a worship leader. But first of all, you know, People, you know, uh, that maybe find that they're good at playing guitar, playing piano, singing, and, and they have a passion for music. Sometimes they go into music as a career, and you know, some, you know, it's it's a it's uh, definitely you know scary when you're doing that because it can work out for you or not. But the question I guess I have for you, Mike, is why Christian music? Because you know, there's a lot of different things you can try to get popular through YouTube or uh, an album, but why Christian music? Yeah, why Christian music? I think for me, uh, why Christian music is because that was the way I encountered God. And I've always felt something bigger than me in music in general. Like even when I'm not listening to Christian music, I'll listen to some of my favorite artists and I would feel a bigger connection to something that's bigger than me. Um, and so that kind of just took me on a on a journey of okay, what is that? I've, I grew up in a Christian household, so I was always surrounded by gospel music, Christian music, um, and not until I moved to Georgia did I actually started to pursue uh, kind of like a desire to want to like write my own music uh, and um, actually like have a a career path in music but it's something i was surrounded by for a long time uh but i found god through music like i said i always found something bigger than myself but then once i focused my like my attention on on god and on jesus it was through music that i found like a deeper relationship with the lord i remember moving to georgia and like going to a church that we went to um, they would always play Hillsong uh, music, and I had no idea what Hillsong was. I grew up listening to more traditional gospel music, so like choir music, like that. Um, and I would listen to this music, and it would be so moving to me, very powerful. Uh, and I remember one one night they did a raffle at this youth group that I went to, and the raffle the the winner would get got an iPod iPod. And I was the winner. <laughs> so I went home that night and I downloaded every Hillsong I, CD I could find. Uh, and I just listened to it nonstop. And I remember several times coming home from youth group and just crying in my car listening to some of the music because it moved me so much. Um, it moved me so much. And so from then, on, I went to college and um, did classical music. But my second year of uh, college, I went to a worship school intensive out in Redding, California. <clears throat> this ministry called Bethel, and I did a uh, a worship school there, and it just it impacted me so much. Really changed my life. <clears throat> and after that, I really decided that I wanted to change my focus from doing, you know, classical music to focusing on worship music. And I think Jesus is has been the most incredible thing and in, person in my life, you know, that I've encountered in my life. And so, as well as music. And so those two things together have changed my life. And so I feel like 
the best thing I can do is share that with other people. Um, and so I just happen to have a, a gift of, of, of songwriting and singing and playing instruments. And so I feel like that is my contribution to the earth while I am on the earth to, you know, give people what's been given to me. So that's why for me, Christian music has been the avenue I've decided to go down. Yeah, and with, you know, whether it be called cont contemporary Christian music or, or, or your songs, are you looking to help current Christians, people that go to church and that like, you know, they can congregate and sing together and worship God and glorify God? Or is it more to, or maybe equally, to reach people that are unchurched, mm -hmm. that don't know God? I would say both. Um, I, I think there's such a high value of like coming together and bringing our individual stories of walking with the Lord and coming together in fellowship and communing with one another, worshiping with one another for believers that are already walking the path, but also for music that, um, for excuse me, for people that are not following God, uh, I do believe that there is like a fragrant a fragrance with Christian music, worship music that can draw unbelievers. Um, and so, and I've experienced that with my own music, which has been cool uh, with just different people that have, you know, either written to me on social media or people that I know in my life in general that are just like, I don't really listen to Christian music or I'm not really a Christian at all, but your music has really touched me and, you know, I'm just thinking about it. I had someone comment on a TikTok that I posted a couple of weeks ago um, saying, I'm a, I'm a different faith, but your content you know, is catching my eye, you know, and it's making me think a little bit. So I just think that that's awesome uh, yeah. that that it can have an element for the believer and the non-believer. Yeah, you can, I mean, plant that seed and you never know mm -hmm. how your music, you know, maybe people like gospel or they like hip hop or they mm -hmm. like, you know, classical. And if you can, you know, weave mm -hmm. God into that, you know, you can reach people, you know, no mm -hmm. matter what. So, yeah. and speaking of, uh, you know, music, you've brought your guitar with yes. you. Yes. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't have the grand piano, <laughs> which I know you usually write your music and, mm -hmm. and prefer the piano, but we, we're here at, at WTVM. So uh, grab your guitar and uh, yeah. I would love for you to play uh, part of a song for us. Uh, I know you have a couple in mind. I'm not sure. Are these are newer songs off your album, or these um, are so one that originals? I will. Yeah, these are both uh, originals. Uh, the one that I'll play is my very first single, which is called Jesus. Um, which that song, I, as I was writing it, I just felt like, um, what better name than to just for the song than for it to be just simply Jesus yeah. because it's all about um, all about all about him um, and I just I love singing about Jesus so I'm just like <laughs> we're just gonna name this song Jesus that's right keep it simple right yeah, yeah keep it yeah. simple no, cool cool no alright well, okay. play away I 
American Idol, man, you're going to Hollywood. <laughs> Have you ever thought about trying out for uh, something like that or I've The Voice? Of, I've thought about it. Okay, um, all right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't know if that's necessarily for me. That's right. <laughs> you we'll know. see. We'll yeah. see. Well, that's that's great. I mean, and you've got, I mean, like your your voice that your your speaking voice is a little different than your singing voice. Your singing voice is you get that high. It's falsetto, or yeah. it's, or it's just you know, it's it's you've you've got that uh, that range, I guess, which uh -huh. is nice. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that works. But so, it, and and you were talking about how music can impact other people. You know, whether you know, churched, unchurched, whatever. You know, it it just touches people on TikTok or yeah. in a live setting. Um, and so, and you talk about how you want to see people, you know, experience that love and healing of God through music. So how can people experience that? How can, how can music break through mm -hmm. where maybe other things can't? Yeah, well, I think that music is a very powerful uh, thing and tool. Um, it, you know, it tends to speak way quicker to a heart than talking to someone. That's why, you know, if someone's feeling happy, they might put on a happy song. If someone's feeling sad, you know, they might put on a song that like really speaks to them while they're sad. Um, and I love the story in the Bible that talks, uh, that, that, that talks about David and Saul and how when David played for Saul, the evil spirit left, left Saul. And so it kind of, paints this picture of the the power of music and like what you know kind of like what it what it can do that's why people use music for teaching like when you're learning things you know when you go to a football game there's songs that the whole stadium sings you know when you um they got in all 50 states because of the song alabama and alaska arizona Arkansas. exactly exactly <laughs> so there's something about singing that there's something about singing and there's something about music that 
connects and whether it's an idea a concept or whatever it is it connects it to the heart like nothing else can it connects it to memory like nothing else can and so i think also that's why you know worship is before a message you know imagine if it was a message and then worship it probably feel like really weird at church yeah um, and then there's music after the message too it kind of to set the tone yeah know? it sets the tone and it kind of uh bookends everything as well and so uh, seeing that like wi- with music for me it's like coupling that with the gospel i believe is the most if not the most powerful you know force on the on the planet um i mean there's been music since at the beginning of time you know like music the, the has old been testament. yeah yeah you know music has been a part of humanity and so um i i it's just awesome to me and like I said, coupling that with with the gospel and and with the love of God, it it almost hits every single time. You know, you can walk up to someone and say like, "Do you know Jesus?" And they're kind of like, "Yeah, you know, I don't want to talk about that stuff." You can play a song for them and move them to their core and have them the wheels turning and them thinking. Yeah. Um, so many secular. Um, minded people will go to a a beethoven show and be moved deeply not knowing that at the bottom of every piece of music he put unto the glory of god beethoven did you know and so it's like and not even realize they're actually being moved by the glory of god you know that's what's actually moving them at their core um and so i'm passionate about that and seeing that and what it can do for someone what it can what it can, you know, unlock, you know, open their eyes to, um, to seeing just the kindness of God uh, when they when they hear music, beautiful music about about Him. So yeah, and you um, are, you know, obviously I've, I've led um, many services as a worship leader in church. Mm-hmm. I've done it at different events and and in the House of Prayer, at Take the City, and and Revival on the River coming up. So I've always wondered this about you know when you're when you're a worship leader and you've got the band and different singers and different instruments. Are you focused more on like okay, God use me and the Holy Spirit lead us? But you got to plan a place. There's a set list and there's mm-hmm. like a, we're going to do this and that. Um, but and so you want to you know you want to sing and play the notes well and have everybody sound good mm-hmm. but are is there is there more of a focus on that or is there more of a focus on like hey got holy spirit just use us and hey wherever this goes you know in terms of the song i would say it's a combination of both um i, I believe that we we as musicians have a responsibility to i always see it as in the Old Testament, there's constant stories about like the people of um, the children of Israel. Everywhere they went, they had to like hold this holy ark that had all of these things inside of them that were the testimonies of God and all, all the things that He had, He He'd done. And wherever the ark was, that's where the blessing of God was, right? And so, I see it as a worship leader. You know, we are stewards of something really really precious and so it is our responsibility to plan to prepare to um to create moments that can facilitate the presence of god and some some people have a concept of you know 
the Holy Spirit kind of just does it all, but the Holy Spirit, it, yeah, and the Holy Spirit's in control, but I, I see it as God's given us hands and feet and brains and to be able to say, okay, like let's facilitate this will um, so that God has a place where he can do whatever he wants to do um, in the room or in a service. And so uh, I think it's a both and uh, versus only structure and we're just going to be in control of what's happening here or, you know, let's just do whatever and the Holy Spirit's going to make it happen. And the Holy Spirit's going to make it happen. I think we have responsibility that partners with what what God wants to do. Yeah, it's his gifts that he gives you. And like mm-hmm. the, what the old adage, they say, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? And they say, practice. Yeah. You know, so it's, I mean, you've got to, you want to be able to, because you want to do things excellent. Mm-hmm. I mean, God wants you to do things excellent, especially in, in his house, you know, I think. And one and, cool thing I think is the, when you read in uh, scripture, spe- specifically Old Testament scripture, when it talks about musicians a lot, it always mentions skilled music. It, it puts an emphasis on skilled musicians. Um, and so it, it, it again shows you just the value that God has for when we come um, taking the, our craft seriously. Uh, because there's a responsibility. Yeah. There. Yeah. Because if the music sounds really bad, I mean, it may not attract people. Or may, people may not come back. I don't, I don't know. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so they want to hear, you know, a good word, a, mm. like some good music. And, yeah. and, and But I think that, like you, know, like you said, music that can move you. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you're, you know, been a part of Cascade Hills Church, a big church here uh, locally for a while. And, um, you know, more recently, I know you've been involved for a while, but in, on, on, for leadership for Take the City. And so what's that like being a part of uh, um, you know, kind of really um, digging deeper into a ministry that's outside of a church. It's kind of built like to help unify, bring up every, all the churches together mm-hmm. to unify and and kind of not not being within the four walls. You're mm-hmm. out in the in the neighborhoods. What's that been like for you? I think that it's been very humbling uh, in a lot of ways because you are actually seeing real life. Not that you are not seeing real life in the four walls of a church, but when you're in the four walls of a church, you come once a week to a service and that's it, you know? So there's no real community. There's no community aspect to a Sunday morning service. There is to church life in general because you have life groups and all that stuff. But like when you are doing a uh, ministry that's more, um, you're living it. Living it, yeah. You're, you're, and you're getting to see like people, people's lives, like their, because we have a lot of, it's outreach ministry, so there's a lot of outreach initiatives. So we are seeing people that have crazy stories. You know, we're seeing uh, life transformation like in real time, um, and sometimes when you're in the four walls of a church, you can kind of see it from the beginning and the end. You don't really see that middle yeah. part, you know what I'm saying? And so I would say it's been the humbling experience to be a part of different outreaches or just being in the area that we're at in our city that's not um, the most affluent area by any means. Um, and uh, being a part of that and seeing that, it, it really it really humbles you to, to see you know, how people's lives can blow up or get out of their own hands really quicker than, you know, it, it seems how easy that is. 
um, and it, it makes you have a more heart of compassion. Um, and so that's been a huge um, thing that for me, working with Take the City is just like, okay, you may have thought that you were compassionate, but here's a stretch here. Yeah, yeah. And, and what's that like when, you, when you're leading worship whether it be in the house of prayer or at a you know twenty four hour event or whatever else, and you've, you're doing it for an hour or two hours, and maybe there's only three people there, or maybe there's like a group of people that like you don't you have no idea who they are. They're just from the neighborhood or from you know the Bib City area. Mm-hmm. So what what is that like for you versus like that versus like you know leading worship for you know a thousand people or five hundred people in a church? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say again very humbling. Um, and I think in a very good way to it's it's humbling. Uh, it, it makes you more a little bit more in touch with reality. I think sometimes as worship leaders, in general, you know, it can become more of like a a personality thing than it is really ministering to the Lord and ministering to people. Um, and so it really keeps the main thing the main thing yeah. like what are you really in this for doing this for um it gives you that new perspective that mm-hmm. you maybe didn't have yeah. yeah yeah so i think it it keeps you close to the ground uh and that that's really that's really um been beneficial to me and just because then it it it, it does make those moments where you are in front of a thousand people a little bit more sweeter but in a good like a, like it makes them sweeter but in a good way not because it's like oh I have this huge opportunity but because it's like you're actually like you're actually uh, um, it brings you to reality yeah. like okay you know this is not just some cool opportunity but these are it's like all that one person that I saw in that prayer room or wherever now there are 500 people that's five that's 501 that's one of them is just 500 yeah you know, and, and, you can, and, and you can make how do you make that intimate with having hundreds of people exactly and you learn how you learn how to make that how, you learn how to you learn how to cultivate intimacy in those places where it's not a lot of people you know and you learn how to cultivate intimacy and then you can take that to a bigger platform uh, and create a space like that for for more people. So I think it's very healthy. Um, it's not always fun a lot of times, you know, for whatever reason, you know, because you want to. You always kind of want the. I mean, you feed off it. You know, they feed off of you. You feed off of them. <coughs> exactly. And, uh, people are raising their hands mm-hmm. and talking back, or they're they're singing along. But if you, it's like you're playing, and there's like three people, and there's like. You just like crickets. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you're like, God, okay, you're trying to teach me something here. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, Revival on the River obviously has it's been done six years previously. It's COVID kind of snuffed it out along with other events, but now it's back, which is great. Um, and I, I'm, I'm so honored to be able to have the opportunity to MC and just be a part of the event, uh, which is, it's a really powerful, like you're out, you're outdoors in an amphitheater, everybody's sitting down and, and, um, and it's, uh, you people invite their friends mm-hmm. and it's like going to a concert or mm-hmm. whatever but it's like you know uh, whether they know it or not I mean this could change their lives mm-hmm. forever mm-hmm. Uh, any kind of decisions are made so tell us about the event it's happening I know Friday April 14th so when this podcast comes out it'll be just in a couple weeks from now so uh, it's uh, I know we have a lot of volunteers mm-hmm. but uh, what are you expecting on that night uh, we are expecting just one unity 
amongst um, just the believers across the Chattahoochee Valley. So that's a huge piece. Uh, Unity Night has been synonymous with Revival on the River, like that name, Unity Night. Um, it's kind of been like a... Um, like another name for revival on the river as well so we're expecting unity but also just expecting just like god to um really move in a powerful way you always are going into these events it's like we just want god to move but in planning this event leading up to it we've had just some incredible prayer time uh and we've had some incredible testimonies of just the provision for the event and because uh, you know it's it's a free event to everyone but we we do fundraise for it um and have sponsors and stuff and so some of the the things that have happened leading up to it has just been like awesome and like okay lord it looks like you actually really want this to happen so that's uh, that's that's super cool uh one thing that specifically that we've been praying for is just um redemption for people to really come to know salvation and what you know what jesus paid for uh and and come to to come to know the lord and um for people to receive salvation so that's been a huge a just thing that we've been praying into and this is something that the lord has been that has laid on our hearts collectively as a team um and so yeah those are just a few things just unity and for people to uh come to salvation uh, yeah we are really hoping are you expecting uh, i mean a lot of people a big crowd like it has been in the past and, and, and yeah and what, what can they expect when they come we are expecting a big crowd we are hoping to get exactly three thousand people there because that's the seating capacity for the amphitheater um but when they come they can expect um great music there's going to be we've got several different acts that are going to be performing that night so we've got a gospel choir we've got a spanish uh spanish worship that's going to be um uh doing a, a segment we'll have some uh we'll have some scripture readings but that's going to be um in a few different languages i don't know how much i should be saying <laughs> sure so, um but yeah my so, marshall will be up there yeah i'll be there i'll be there so i'm really excited about that um you have you have the band with you this time not not solo and i will and, have my whole team with me so it's going to be awesome and i may be doing some new songs as well oh, that have okay. not been released yet so that'll be cool okay um and of course chick-fil-a i used to work for chick-fil-a for eight years so the fact that they're doing this for us is absolutely amazing uh that's a miracle in and of itself especially you still eat chick-fil-a after working there though i still eat chick-fil-a <laughs> i still eat chick-fil-a but yeah that's a huge thing so like come expecting good food because everybody loves chick-fil-a we live in the south we live in georgia where chick-fil-a was founded so yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, that's, that's awesome. And and, and uh, I mean, it's I mean, how you know we you have different church services, and we have Easter coming up. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just uh, really um, right before this, a week before this event, um, and it's a time for people <coughs> to really kind of get plugged in. But what do you? What are your hopes? And 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 Blake Russell and uh, other people that I know. I've had Blake and Andrew and Brandon from mm -hmm. Take the City. I've had them as previous podcast guests. And what are the hopes of you know the organization to? To, to come out of this event because you have this event and people make decisions and mm -hmm. people get really pumped up but then the, after that it's the what's next it's mm -hmm. like let's keep this going kind of thing right yeah i think a few follow-throughs for for us is one getting people plugged into the local church if they're not already 
so we'll have a representation of tons of churches there. Um, and from the stage, too, we're going to have a moment where we invite some pastors up. Um, so, yeah, getting people plugged into the local church uh, is a, a huge, a huge thing. Also, getting people involved with Take the City. Now, that's not to blow our own little whistle, but, you know, one thing that we are uh, our, 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 our main, like, purpose is to unify the the body of Christ and we do that by creating things like our local outreach our local outreach which is once a month the third Saturday I believe of every month and we we uh, invite people to come and to go out into the city with us um, to minister to people street ministry basically uh, to minister to people and so we want to get the 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 body of Christ kind of like outside of the four walls. So we love the local church, but Hey, like how can you partner with us? And, and, and what's the, what can you do next is okay. We have a job to do. We are the hands and feet of Jesus, right? You know, show me your faith, show me your faith. And you know, I should also see works with that, you know? And so this is a huge uh, way that we are um, providing a, a space for believers to, what can I do to advance the kingdom in my city is by going out and sharing the gospel of Jesus. Yeah, putting that faith into action. Mm -hmm. And and speaking of that, um, you know, kind of to rewind back a little bit with your life, you talked about, you know, call it a leap of faith, Mm -hmm. stepping into full-time music ministry. You know, you could have, you know, maybe continued with Chick-fil-A or Mm -hmm. or another job. It's kind of like, okay, uh, a regular job, and you have a paycheck come in on a regular basis. So what was that like? Was that pretty scary for you, or was Mm -hmm. that like an exciting thing, or maybe lots of emotions? Yeah, it was both. I think it was both. You know, I worked for Chick-fil-A for a very long time. It was awesome. I loved it. Chick-fil-A's absolutely amazing um but i had the desire in my heart to step out and do uh music ministry for a long time but i didn't really know what it was going to look like and the lord was only giving me a few feet ahead of like you know what to expect it wasn't much of like i'm just gonna write it out for you in the stars it was kind of like you know do you trust me or not um and so it was definitely scary, but I kind of walked out on the the premise of trust. Like, okay, I trust you, and if this doesn't work out, it's, you know, it's not the end of the world. You know, Jesus is still on the throne. God still loves me. So if those two things are still going, then, you know, if I step out here and it's like, oh, this was not quite it you know great like he still loves me i'm still his kid he'll show me exactly where i need to go uh but he's proven to be faithful you know since i've you know i've been gone from chick-fil-a now for three three years almost and so yeah it's it's definitely scary but i think i don't think i would ever do it any other way um I don't think I'd do it any other way just because it's really made me stronger in my faith and it's made me strong uh, it's it's placed deeper trust you know in me with God you know I look at life with God and relationship with God very much like like how you go into a marriage when you read off your vows it's um you know to I, death I to death was part of with you you know in sickness or health you know richer or poor all those vows that you make and and you know I and I look at life with God a lot like that it's like okay we're going into this 
and like, this is a covenant and it's like richer for poor for better or worse you know and 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 so walking into this it's made that covenant even stronger because you really are relying on him like better or worse yeah. richer or poor sickness and health because i'm really about to step out here and good, trust they're not all good days yeah exactly exactly you know and so i i think with the with a job like chick-fil-a which it could be any job so you know i'm just putting that out there it could teacher. be any job teacher whatever you know for me chick-fil-a was a safe thing you know i could have chick-fil-a and i have all these things that are fine i won't have to worry about certain things but with stepping out and really trusting God, I really had to trust him for a lot of things that I didn't have a plan for that I would have had with Chick-fil-A. And so, and and like I said, your safety net can be anything. Mine just happened to be Uh, Chick-fil-A. And then writing songs, you know, um, you talked about that. You have a lot of original songs that are um, Christian based. And there are a lot of obviously, you know, popular, well-known hymns, songs along the way that people know. And so um, writing a song is, I mean, you can cover songs. And and I'm sure in worship you do songs that are from Hillsong or from whoever else, you know, Chris Tomlin. But there's, um, but you also do some originals. So what's that like? And so how do you, what's your process for writing a song? And do you, does it just come to you in a, in a dream or as you're sitting down and or do you you know maybe something from the bible yeah so funny story um the song that i just sang jesus when i i actually wrote that while i was working for chick-fil-a and i was in the restroom and uh i it's not it's not important as to know what i was doing in the restroom <laughs> i was just in the restroom we'll just leave that there and I was kind of humming to the song that I was hearing on the the playlist or whatever. And I just heard, You lay waste of my darkness. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So I took my phone out and I recorded it on my phone, just hearing that. And then I went home and a couple of days later, I was like, I really think there's something there. And I just wrote the whole song out. And when I finished, I was already planning this EP that I was writing. And that song was not on it which is so funny that song was not on it and I was like I need to have this song on there so I like contacted the guy that was producing it and long story short he was like are you sure like you want to change one of these songs out I'm like I'm very sure I just know that I just got a feeling about this song <laughs> and he it's was unplanned yeah and he was like okay let's fine let, like we'll switch it out and that song to this day has been one of if not the most popular song that I've released like that people are like you better be doing this song That's right. um <laughs> but yeah for me it's a lot of times I'll just I read a lot and I I I um I podcast a lot um and so for me I've always just am having ideas going my head is constantly going all the time so I'll a lot of times we'll just hear like a a line in my head like you lay waste of my darkness or whatever the line is I'll just hear one little phrase and I'll hear the melody in my head and, and all whatever and then I'll go home and I'll build around it that's typically how it goes for me um sometimes I uh, will get inspiration off of something that I'm listening to at the time or um, scripture is always like a, 
one of the main inspirations for me. Typically, after I write a song, I'll go back and kind of cross-reference it through scripture to make sure, like, is this actually lining up with, because I don't really want to be singing something that's actually... Is this actually, biblical? <coughs> exactly. Yeah. Jesus loves TikTok. You know, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I try to make sure that I... Um, you you want to be you yeah. want to be authentic with like okay does this line up with God you know <laughs> exactly yeah exactly so. yeah well no I want you to play another song you had another song in mind mm -hmm. you want to play go ahead and pull your guitar up and and so now this is is this thank you is this that is thank you thank you okay so um, cool cool so that's, see that's what I want to say to you for for being part of the podcast <laughs> oh, I so, see what so, you did there no this is thank you uh, this this off of which uh, this is off of come on in oh, come on in okay mm -hmm. which just came was it about a year and a half ago it came out in March of twenty twenty two. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so just a, so you're celebrating a year uh -huh. anniversary of yeah. it. Okay, yep. nice. A year. Nice. <laughs> So you, when, when you talk, you're so quiet and, and, and kind of like, you know, like, like, yeah, my name's Mike, you know, but then when you sing, man, it's like this power comes out, right? Yeah. <laughs> so is that, you feel like, not, not that you like change people, but do you feel like you feel very... That's an alter ego. <laughs> That's <No>. right. <laughs> Your stage name is Mike, you know. So do you feel like you, uh, like not, I mean, like that you really are able to kind of put yourself out there and really like go for it like you're not I mean when you sing and play you're very um, you, you have this passion about you for sure yeah I think when I like music just in general makes me come alive um, and so does so does singing and so when I when I'm leading or when I'm playing, like there's just nothing more exhilarating for me because I know that I come alive and I I feel and experience God through music. And so when I'm 
playing music, I just get really, really excited, you know, <laughs> um, and really happy just because, you know, I'm really grateful that Jesus saved my life, um, and I and I love to sing about that, uh, and so I just kind of feel like whew, there's no reason to have any reservations, yeah. you know, when you're when you're in that moment. I think, you know, my personality can tend to be like. I was really shy growing up on the shyer side, you know, right now, I don't know if I would consider myself shy, really, um, but I know music just, there's no shell with music for me. Yeah, music's helped you come out of that shell, yeah. yeah. And um, so where can people find your music? I mean, whether it be like, you know, Jesus, those first few singles, or Come On In, your mm -hmm. album from a year ago? Yeah, so you can find it anywhere that you listen to music, okay. any platform, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, De Deezer. Uh, <laughs> Amazon, um, you name it, uh, Pandora. You can buy CDs on my <laughs> website. So if you go to MikeMarshallMusic.com, you can find that's you two can, L's. That's two L's. Okay. Uh, you can find uh, music merchandise uh, if you're interested in, in like getting any merch. I have a shirt for Jesus and thank you actually. Um, but yeah, you can. Uh, there's merchandise and, and and CDs that you can buy on on the website as well. So you could call yourself M and M, but then you might get confused with somebody else. I know? might get confused <laughs> with someone else. <laughs> That's right. Like, well, uh, if you don't mind, I you know close out every episode with prayer. So if you'd love, I'd, I'd love for you to kind of pray us out. Absolutely, Mike, yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you, God, uh, just for a, a, a beautiful uh, a beautiful day to be alive, Lord. It's not really beautiful outside where we are right now, but it's a it's a uh, it's a beautiful day to be alive. Thank you for grace and mercy and uh, salvation, Lord. Uh, I pray that um, everyone who's listening to this podcast uh, today uh, would feel your kindness towards them and your um, your love towards them, uh, God, and that uh, they would know that you care deeply about them. Lord, uh, uh, just um, pray for blessing over everyone who's listening uh, to this podcast today. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, I, I I try to make a joyful noise, so I'll be out there at church or revival on the river. And, and again, it's Friday, April fourteenth. It's free, so just show up. I mean, I know there's tickets that people have. Yes. But uh, but you know, so like, but it's uh, it's free event. It come is. get your Chick Fil A. Come get your praise on. And uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. This is and hopefully, like you said, the weather. Hopefully, the weather will be nice for that in a couple weeks. Yeah. So hopefully, um, we're um, praying. We're going to be praying for no rain. Yeah. And, and maybe a cool breeze, too, because it'll be a little hot. That'd be here. nice. And is it going to be like in the past, they'll have like a, this big uh, thing, like a hot tub type thing for uh, baptism? Baptism? Yes, we'll okay. be doing baptism. So okay. if, if, if you're listening to this and you want to get baptized and you're coming, we will have the everything there. For you to well, do a that. great way to, I mean, great to, to do that in front of like two or 3,000 of your uh, friends, right? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I'm looking forward to hosting that and being there. And so go check out Mike Marshall's music. You heard a couple of the songs here. And if you want to hear more, hear those songs again. This was the unplugged version, this right? This is the so, unplugged version. Yeah, and I didn't one. play the whole song. Okay, so yeah. You okay. Get to, you got to get there. So that's yeah. awesome. Cool. Well, thank you, Mike, so much for uh, stopping by. And we'll, uh, we'll catch you soon. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.